1: Hey, everybody, it's Jim and Laura Troth of well, Habitation Investigation, but we're here for the Standing Out on How podcast. Today, we're going to talk about chimney scoping. This is something that we do, but I think a lot of people do not know exactly what it is, or they don't even know that we we actually do it.
2: Or that there is a reason to do it, and we'll go into those in a few minutes.
1: Yes, but first, let's listen to this.
2: Habitation investigation is the way to go for a home inspection
0: in Ohio. Trusted licensed home inspectors for your needs from radon to mold to warranties. For a great home inspection, you really can't go wrong.
2: Visit homeinspectionsinohio.com.
1: All right, so I did look up some stats. And yes,
2: they're kind of scary, actually.
1: They are. And this is from the United States Chimney Safety Institute of America. If you want to look this stuff up, it's uh, csia.org. But there are approximately 25,000 chimney fires a year. Surprisingly, but fortunately, there's that's only 10 deaths a year. Compared to twenty out of 25,000, 10 is pretty good ratio and that's probably because smoke detectors smoke detectors have greatly increased safety once those things came out. And I can't remember when they first came out. Was that 70s, early 70s?
2: Probably, that sounds about right or feels right actually. It
1: feels right. Feels like I was little when they first came right? out or maybe was <laughs> when my parents first got them, but anyway. But 10 deaths a year, still tragic, but out 25,000 that that's that's a nice low death toll for that many many fires, but get this. It does $125 million in property damage. So first question people might want might have is first of all, how did chimney fires even start? So a key thing is to know is okay, you have your and we're we're gonna talk about Wood burning fireplaces because that's what we scope. We can't scope uh pellet stove, we can't, I mean, gas stoves, yeah, yeah. Ga- well, we can, we can still scope those, but they have to be at least six inch diameter. Okay, that, that's the issue. Pellet stoves have the four inch, and that couldn't, and they're just,
2: yeah, there's no way we tried that the other day, and there's no way around it. Really it really
1: doesn't go through, but how. So you got your firebox for your wood-burning fireplace or your wood stove. We can scope those if now, we get access. But the, your firebox... Explain what the
2: firebox is.
1: That, okay, that is the area where actually you're actually putting in the, the wood.
2: Okay, so that contains the fire in that area.
1: That holds the fire. And then right above where you can see the wood burning and the flames, above that is called a smoke shelf. Okay? And that's just... You Get your damper, then the smoke shelf, and that is, it's it's designed to help prevent downdrafts the way it's it's angled, and that's really all you need to know about it, really. But above that, then you have your flue,
2: which lets air in and out to no, make no. it more out. efficient. Out? out, okay, just yes. out. It's
1: only ch- chimney flues are only outies. That's only out. But okay. here's here's the most important thing: is this out fire start. Is your fire the firebox is designed to hold fire and take that heat? The flue is not designed to handle that m- amount of temperature. The temperature, and when you got wood burning, I, I guess average is about four hundred fifty degrees is the temperature of the firebox and, and things burning. It can be a little higher, but that's kind of like the average. The flue tiles cannot handle that much temperature. So the the, the flue is designed to handle smoke,
0: not, not heat. the heat
1: from the fire. Yes, and here's what happens when you are burning wood and if the wood is maybe not completely dried out. This can contribute to it. But the if it's a very smoky fire, the smoke particles, if they cool off... Enough and condense on the sides of the flue, they form creosote. So smoke is basically unburned wood particles. It's unburned particles, and if they collect on the flue, that builds that as creosote, and that builds up. That stuff, when it catches fire, or if it does, can burn around two thousand degrees.
2: And that, that- has a load. Temperature point to start a fire, doesn't it? Like it, it doesn't, it's it's not as hard to light creosote as it is a log
1: of wood. Correct. I think creosote is pretty easy to ignite,
2: kind of like char cloth, is how I would think of it.
1: Char cloth, yeah, that's, that's a good example. Lord does a lot of camping with me, so yeah, char cloth. <laughs> we just put a spark on it, char cloth starts, you just put a little spark on it, and then you got an uh, ember on that char cloth, and if you blow on it. Put more oxygen to it, which the chimney is going to have a lot of air flowing through it. We just talked about the flue. That's all you need to need to ignite that crew. So, and like I said, 2,000 degrees, your flue tiles cannot handle that. And if your flue tiles are not completely lined up or cracked, damaged, there's gaps Missing. in there, all that heat can go in places you don't want them to go, and that will cause a, a structure fire.
2: Now, when I was younger... We used to have a, I remember burning cool and it may have done both. So it was like a cool wood burning stove. And that was what happened to us. It came up, started a fire in the chimney and it came across the attic. And same, same thing there. Like we were there, we were able to see it called the fire department
1: Now, now what was the clue that was firing? Could you hear like a roaring noise?
2: I think we actually saw the smoke because it had gotten to the point where it was smoking and smoke was coming out of the plaster in the walls and the ceiling.
1: There's probably enough draft of that fireplace and chimney pulling it up that when the smoke was coming from another way, it was pulling it down. So, ideally, it would go across the floor and up and out the the chimney. So, I I have heard that a fire in the Chimney can sound like a freight train. Yeah, I think just because the sound of all once that creosote ignites. It just whoosh. it is, yeah. I mean, you got there's a lot of air flowing through, so you would hear massive amounts of air flowing.
2: If if it was, it's been so long I don't remember. Like I I just remember like the chaos and everybody coming and trying to put it out and like everything being wet and smelling of smoke and the whole house smelled of oh. smoke.
1: Yes. Well you got the smoke damage, you got the fire damage. If and here's how chimneys, they typically run right next well, they are. They're against the house. So if there's a gap in the flue tile, that that pipe, the tile, whatever you have in there, there's a gap that catches the structure on fire. You probably would not see that unless you're outside or some reason you happen to be in the, looking in the attic to get something, luckily, and you would see that you would not know for for a while. So there is something called a pyrolization. Oh, what's that? That is, and this and this is this is kind of the scary part. You can have a gap in the wood. Well, I'm sorry, a gap in the tile, or I, I've seen this above chimneys. I mean, on fireplaces where there's exposed wood on the structure. Okay. I mean, just exposed, okay. So nothing protecting it. Pyrolytization is when we'll say that wood would normally burn at four hundred fifty degrees, right? Because it's been charred, and I guess just prepped and the structure completely dried out. It sometimes it can take only about one hundred seventy five degrees. To ignite it,
2: so you're talking about actual wood in the chimney itself,
1: near just above the fire, just
2: above above that firebox. Yes, I've seen it there before.
1: But also, you had if you like, if you have a manufactured fireplace, okay, it's like metal. It's all metal, and then you got the metal pipe going up through the. Usually, right now, the modern houses you'll see the chimney actually has the same siding as the house it's vinyl siding goes up along the side of the house that's prefabricated there's metal pipe going down the inside well those pipeliners and we've seen this when we did chimney scopes if that pipe section is not attached correctly there can be gaps so that gap means that it's very likely or definitely possible for the heat to go outside of that pipe and to the wooden structure around and heat it up well, so if it heats up and gets that polarization <clears throat> next time you fire up the chimney it may just be unlucky enough that art right, t- today's gonna hit the at the flash point for it and it's gonna go like night
2: i was actually talking to someone that works at a chimney company or worked for one and they said that it's really hard to get those metal sections together in the chimney like they don't put them together outside and drop them in it's it's like they put them together in the chimney and they don't always click right and so they're not always like more more often than not my understanding was they're not together right
1: What? well i I did a scope on a wood stove not that long ago and it had the metal pipe sections and there was a couple sections that were not lined up so what they'll do they'll put them together and they'll push down on it and they'll listen for a click. So they kind of think they snapped one inside the other. No. no. Not, Do they not, not
2: scope it after they put them in?
1: No, oh, no. No. They just assume because it it's clicked or it felt right to them that it's, that it's connected. <sighs> this, this thing had two sections that oh. had pretty good gaps.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I did not realize that. I'm so glad we just have the one solid piece and that was it yeah our no, house was built it.
1: 1883 wood burning fireplace it was unlined it was so old it was before they even did tiles on the inside of the, yeah. the chimneys definitely not safe considered you know today's standards, standards yeah. yeah so when we put a wood stove in we had a stainless steel one piece flue liner that went through there that way we, we don't have any gaps
2: um, no issues. We clean it out every year for the creosote.
1: Yep. And, and if you if you burn your fireplace or wood stove hot enough, you would not have much creosote buildup.
2: What's that temperature range? Is it like 450 to 550 or is
1: it? No, it's like, I have to look this up. I think it's around 375 to 450, around that range. that that's, that's all we wanted.
2: Maybe we could put a link underneath the podcast for people to go and check stuff out.
1: We could do that. I mean, and then that way. I have it on the thermometer down down on our right wood stove. Right, I know that. So that, that's that. an important safety thing. If you have a wood stove, get a th- thermometer you can stick onto that flue pipe. It's magnetic. It's magnetic. <laughs> it should just stick on there. I see them also where they can put, use wire to wrap them around. I'm not certain why they would need to do that. Well, actually, there's, there is a reason. But they have this thermometer against the pipe. That way you can see the temperature is of the pipe as it's, as it's leaving the, the wood stove. And the reasons you might need that if magnets, if they get hot hot enough, they lose their magnetic ability. But they regain them once they cool off.
2: Oh, I did not so know that. That
1: could be a safety thing there. If you had a magnet that would drop off when gets to a certain temperature, now you know you know you guys too hot. But I don't know what that temperature is, it may not match up.
2: Yeah, that's kinda of, I did not know that. But
1: there's a little Well, this is, this is completely off track. <coughs> squirrel. If you are if you, if you're a blacksmith and you're going to t- you know temper your steel where you got it hot and then you get cold enough, there's a way of testing if you got hot enough as to whether or not a magnet will stick to it anymore. Oh. And, that's, and that's all blacksmith will go. Yep, that's hot enough, or it's not hot enough is whether or not the magnet sticks. But, okay, sticks to their iron or not. That
2: was that was an interesting squirrel.
1: So, but that's so we can do chimney scopes. It's important that people do because a lot of people. Nobody looks up inside their chimney. They may get cleaned. Cleaning is not always a scope or an observation. What's going on inside? Right, because you
2: can't see where everything's lining up right, or if the metal is connected and clicked together.
1: Or the one we did about a month or so ago, some previous owner—I assume it's an owner—they had. They must have gone up on top of the roof. To get to the chimney, and they this. took a glove, a work glove, a work glove, and they filled it. I didn't I didn't knock it get, get to knock it down, but I think they filled it up with rocks, and then they tied tied uh, some wire to it, and they lowered the glove down the chimney. And they, I imagine, they just banged it and slid it up and down, hoping to knock down a creosote and clean things out.
2: And then they left it there.
1: And they let well, the wire looks like it broke off. Oh, and it because the stuck wire on did not go all the way out. It just, just the last very end of it. So there's was just this glove of I assume rocks hanging there, right above the smoke shelf.
2: So easy for that uh, glove to catch fire.
1: It would be easy for that glove to catch fire. Get a scope. Yeah, always get a scope. Now we can't do woods I mean, not uh, pellet because the flue is just it's just too it's too narrow for the camera to go through. But typically, those are going to be pretty solid pieces. I mean, either um, it's one solid. Blue pipe, or if they're very short and, they, and they're going horizontally out, out the side, side wall of the house. So you can see those a little bit easier and a lot, a lot less likely have a pipe section that didn't connect, like on the metal prefabs, that they will just right. hope that the, that the sections snap together.
2: It sounded right to me. Yeah. It's all good.
1: Yep. So, anyway, if anybody has any questions about chimney scoping, give us a call if you're buying a house and the house has a wood burning fireplace. We can scope that. If it has a wood stove,
2: probably can do that too.
1: Yeah, maybe it'll do that one as well. That one's more difficult because we really cannot disconnect that pipe down by the wood stove.
2: We'd have to go up. Not without
1: moving the wood stove, which is probably four hundred pounds. The easiest thing for us to do yeah, Laura, I could do it.
2: <laughs> yeah. I'm squeezing Jim's bicep.
1: <laughs> <laughs> or if it's a wood stove, it's how we do ours, is I get on top of the roof, I take the chimney, the flue cap off of that pipe, and I scope down. down and I not. I take a look at it, clean it, and then I'm doing the chimney sweep thing on it. So anyway, but if it's a wood-burning fireplace, definitely give us a call. Even if it's a gas fireplace or been a fireplace that's been converted to gas still should get that looked at. Cause there can be, there can be some gaps in there that if you don't want the paralyzation to lower the temperature in which the wood up inside will catch fire.
2: Well, in this way too, they can decide if they want to keep it or if they want to convert it or if they just want to not use it because they'll know exactly what's going on in that. And they can make a better decision.
1: Yep. And here's, here's the thing people may not understand. Uh, home inspectors, the fireplace is not part of the inspection, especially the middle section. That's excluded by pretty much everybody. That's, that's all state standard, all national standards. Um, I don't think a chimney sweep is really expected to see the middle part of the the flue because they're just sweeping out the creosote and cleaning it. Unless they're doing a scope, they they can't see that. Right. So.
2: Well, and here, let me can I add something else too? Yeah. Um most chimney companies will not do a scope because they just don't have the time. They're usually backed up for months getting repairs and things like that. If you are interested in knowing Your best bet is a home inspection company, especially during the real estate transaction, because we'll be able to get you in the same time that we do the inspection. You'll have all that information. And then we do work with chimney companies that we can refer you to if you need to have anything fixed. So it it will be a lot more timely to have a home inspection company do it as opposed to a chimney
1: company. Yeah, you're right, because they are months... out and if you have a fireplace and you have not had it cleaned this is the time of you, well spring summer that's the time to get your your chimney swept and cleaned and and and, and scoped, scoped if, if, so that you know you what's going to. on yes because if you wait till fall they <laughs> it's are going to be even more chimney backed up, up. Are so busy yeah they're not going to get your your, your stuff clean in time to use it for uh thanksgiving or christmas so Springtime is the best time also because the creosote is corrosive. So, if you have flue tiles like the ceramic tiles, the terracotta, if you have those and say you burned your fireplace, you got creosote buildup, because you use it during the winter time. If you don't want that sitting there all summer, corroding because it's acidic, you don't want it sitting there in the flue tiles in the rain, adding to it, especially if you don't have a chimney cap get that that cre- uh, acidic creosote into your grout uh, and that'll, that'll mess up the mortar between the tile sections.
2: Well, that makes sense. How do you make lye for soap? You put water through ashes and wood and stuff that has been burned and people that make soap have acid scars usually all on their hands and their arms. So you have that stuff Basically just sitting in your chimney. If you have any water that comes into it, yeah. that's going to be even worse. And well, that will pull some of that acid here's out. Here's a
1: question now. Now no, you got me. Not. This, okay, this, now- this is a squirrel. <laughs> can you knock off creosote? Okay. Okay. And creosote usually kind of powdery. It's okay. Like, it's like black dust. But if it gets hot and a lot of it, can build up and become, kind of become tar-like. Ooh. and I looked, and I well, I, I scoped a oh, one a while back, and it had tar
2: coming oh, I out of the pipe. About yeah, that. so it, it
1: was it was pretty bad. But anyway, my my thought is, if we can make lye in order to make soap from ashes, a creosote is condensed ash because you make lye soap from creosote.
2: You probably could.
1: So that that that's a squirrel. and I'm not gonna test it. But I, I bet you could.
2: I bet you could. It's Boom. the same stuff. I wonder if it would be stronger, actually. Maybe.
1: Maybe. I don't know be the same as the ash versus the smoke. But anyway, maybe, maybe we can test that out.
2: I'm up for that.
1: that that's the squirrel <laughs> thing. If anyone wants to test that out, please let yeah, us well, know. Yeah, let us know. I'm kind of curious out. about that now.
2: So, or if you already know the answer.
1: Yes, that'd be great. So. I think it's about it on this one. I guess the case, if you do ever do have a chimney fire, you are the recommendation is you get out of the house and shut all the doors and windows because you do not want to feed that fire oxygen.
2: Now, if you have small kids, what we did when our kids were younger was we picked a spot in the yard. And if something happened in the house, like a fire or whatever, they knew to go to that spot and wait for us so that they would be safe.
1: So, so we, we know practice out. that and we yes. would
2: know that they were out and where they were.
1: Yep. So and, so. and trying to think of anything else. I think it's about it. Really? Just get out. I did hear some uh, firemen say that they figured out the best way to turn to put out the fire is take a fire extinguisher into the fireplace
2: and, and, just blow and, it up. and
1: blow it up there. And, that, and then it hopefully gets oh, it all out. Oh, that's interesting. Otherwise, if there are fire hose on the roof. In the next place, they're ruining everything Every, down there. Yeah. It's lots and lots of that's damage. That's a lot of water, water
2: damage. damage. A lot of, yeah. Yep.
1: So anyway, that's this one. You need a chimney scope? Contact Habitation Investigation. They could do it, and they'll get to it a lot faster than most chimney companies can, because chimney companies, they they're are busy, busy doing repairs. Yep, that's, that's really, their bread and butter. Yes. So anyway. So give
2: it. us a call, 614-413-0075, and we'll talk to you later. All
0: right. Bye. Bye-bye.